Hello, and welcome back to the Keeping It Together podcast. I'm Sabrina. And I'm Alyssa, and your sick hoes are back. <laughs> I'm not sick, I just... I am. I think I'm sick. I think officially I've caught the whatever cold going around, and I hate it. I have no voice. I feel like shit, so I apologize throughout this episode if I cough and or hack or gag. Like, it's a whole... Ugh. Please don't gag I, on me. I won't gag on you. you or cough. You cough. Or like anything. I'll cough to the side. Yes, please cough man, to the side. Holiday season going real well. We're doing we're doing great, man. <sighs> I've been so stressed out. I think I stressed myself into being sick. Welcome to my world. It's awful. I don't like it's this. It's pretty awful. With right? every ounce of my being, I hate it. But here we are. We're doing the damn thing. Uh, welcome back, guys. We are continuing our holiday episodes for you all. You guys asked for it. We're doing it by popular demand. But before we get into it, we've said it here every week, and we're going to say it here again. We're sponsored. We are. We're sponsored, people. Muslim backpacks, you know them. You love them. Thank you to everybody who's bought a backpack so far with our code. It's been incredible to see you guys responding to this stuff and and letting us know you've bought a backpack. We can't wait to see which bag you bought. Send them in. You can use promo code keeping it together for twenty percent off your purchase. Most people just do like that generic ten percent. Nah, we get twenty percent. Twenty percent. You can use it on either bag, on the smalls or the large bags. We both have the the small size bags, and they're great for traveling. I just used it this past week. Got to pack a whole week's worth of clothes in mine. I don't know how I did it, but I did it. I think it was all the pockets. All the pockets. I like it. The zipper pockets too. Mm-hmm. Everything, and it was great. So. Show us some love. Buy a backpack. It's a great Christmas gift. You guys have a few more days before Christmas by the time you're listening to this episode. Give someone the gift of travel and give them a backpack to travel. Honestly, like, I don't know what I'm getting anybody for Christmas, so I feel like I might get those. You should do it. And use, you can use, even and you can use our promo code, Sabrina. Even if I. If you can use it, the listeners can use it. Heck yeah. It's amazing. Um, but buy a backpack. Help us out. Use promo code keeping it together for 20% off your purchase. And feel free to share with us which bag you bought. Take pictures of it, and we will post it on our Instagram, and it'll be great. Yes, you can be featured. Ooh. Ooh. Get ready for them features, though. All right. Speaking of features, this week's treat of the week. I know. That was good. Oh, interesting. I'm trying out some new stuff, man. (laughs) Because I felt like shit, I thought I needed something to give me a little bit of a pick-me-up, and I picked up some vitamin water zeros today. Sabrina has the Power C dragon fruit. I have the Rise orange because I need that vitamin C. Heck yeah, you I do. I need all the vitamins to feel like a human again. Even though, wait, okay, mine has a lot of vitamin C, like 150%. I got that too. 100% and also, vitamins B5, B6, B12. Yeah, I have like 100% B6, B5, I think it's the B12. same the same stuff. We have some antioxidant vitamins in here as well, A and mm-hmm. E, and some electrolytes. I love vitamin waters. I don't know why people hate on them. I know so many people who don't like them, and they just call them like a sugary sports drink. But if you get the zero one, it's no sugar in it. Yeah. And they're really, really good for you. I think they're good. I like they them. They give you a little bit of boost because I need it because it's the holiday season, and I got to be all focused, attentive, that whole thing. With that. And with that. This week, we decided to talk about all of the unrealistic expectations Christmas movies bring to us in romance, in in the holiday season, with families, with everything. Specifically, 
Hallmark movies. Oh, damn it. Hallmark movies. Everybody knows them. Everybody loves them. I kind of want to take a second and, like, bitch about them a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So it's pretty much always the same. Some girl, she comes home from the big city. Or guy. Or guy. They come home for Christmas. Something's going on in their life in the city. Like, dramatically. Like, dramatic. And when they come home, they meet somebody. And yet, even though they're only home for, like, a little bit, they somehow spend enough time with this person to, like, fall fall in love love. with them. And most of the time, it's, like, somebody from their past that they didn't really think about before. And all I'm saying is that this is the second year I'm going to go home for Christmas. Are you going to watch them? No, I'm saying this did not happen to me last year. Nobody fell in love with me last year. And I guarantee you it's not going to happen again. Coming home from the big city, And Sabrina, honestly, like small town, Ohio. Like I've been having a really like shitty dramatic time. I hope These past couple like weeks. I swear to God. I hope when we come back from going home to be with our families for Christmas, you tell me you had a Hallmark movie moment. I'm, I'm oh, thriving God. in this and I can't wait to make fun of it. And it's going to be great. I bet you it's not going to happen. Like, mm. I'm just saying. You never saying, know the holidays are a magical time. I'm just like, in my head, I'm picturing the people that like I see when I go home and mm-hmm. like, I don't. Nope. Mm. Hard no. Well, with that, I found what has been rated as the top 10 best Hallmark Christmas movies. And I thought we could discuss them. Let's do it. Let's do it. And we do have some honorable mentions. After I was, there was, the whole article was really top 35 and started, ranked them from 35 all the way to one. But I thought it'd be more appropriate to talk about the top 10. I guarantee you my mom has seen, like, all of these. Oh, same. My mother loves Hallmark movies. My mom She loves just, a good sappy movie. She'll just, like, record them mm-hmm. on, like, the direct TV thing. And my dad will get really mad because there's not enough storage to record his shows. Oh, my God. I love it. That's amazing. Well, we're going to start off with our top 10, and then we have some honorable mentions just because they were so grand when I was reading all of this. Coming in at number 10, a movie from 2017, The Sweetest Christmas. And here's a little blurb. For some reason, the movies where someone is baking are always the best. In The Sweetest Christmas, Kylie, played by Lacey Shabart, breaks up with her boyfriend and her boss, Alex, who is Lane Edwards, so that she can pursue her dream of becoming a baker. But to get to but to get the money to start her business, she needs to win the grand prize at a gingerbread house baking competition. Sadly, a renowned chef named Ina, played by Karina Akison, also joined the competition in Kylie's oven breaks, forcing her into the kitchen of high school sweetheart Nick, played by Leah Coco, no relation to Glenn Coco. It's a little bit of a mess, but you know in the end Kylie will have a new man, a new job, and the best Christmas present you could possibly imagine. What? That's so unrealistic. How how do you go into you lose your job, you you lose your boyfriend to pursue your own becoming your own baker and having your own bakery to going in this competition and then all of a sudden your oven breaks and you just magically end up baking with your high school sweetheart. I'm like sitting here and I'm trying to fathom this right now. Like I'm I'm thinking of like my high school sweetheart See, this one and like this wasn't even the way you thought it was going to be coming home from the big city. This is the other stereotypical Hallmark Christmas movie of just like everything and anything goes wrong and then all of a sudden the high school sweetheart or sweetheart in their life comes and sweeps them off their feet. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Oh my god. That's insane. That isn't even mm-hmm. fair. Nope. Coming in at number 9 from 2015 A Christmas Detour. With the fan favorite, Candace Cameron Burr star- starring in this. Did you know she stars in, like, a ton of Hallmark Yo, movies? Yo, I knew that, yeah. Had no clue. That's, like, not, her thing. Not surprised, though. This little blurb. 
When a snowstorm keeps a bride away from her New York wedding, she convinces the bartender sitting next to her on the plane to give her a ride. Christmas road trip. The movie's destination is the same as all the others, but it's infectious energy that makes this a journey worth taking. So essentially the detour is the fact that she can't make her plane. She takes the road trip with the bartender. Guess what? She makes it. She makes it to her wedding or she falls in love with the bartender? Honestly, I don't know this movie, so I feel like let's look it up real quick. I, I feel like I kind of want to know. Prediction. Let's make a prediction. I think she falls in love with the bartender. I think she also falls in love with the bartender. What is this called? Oh, a Christmas detour. I typed in a Christmas story. Also <laughs> a great movie. Not a Hallmark movie, though. Not a Hallmark movie. Um, all right, so two travelers become linked when the snowstorm grounds their flight in Buffalo. Paige desperately needs to find a way to New York City to meet her fiancé's parents, and it's up to Dylan, a fellow passenger and a guy she can't stand, to get her there. Wait, she can't stand him? Why can't she stand him? Yo, I'm telling you, if she can't stand him, she ends up falling in love with him. That's always how it goes. I, I need to know how this plays out. So the pair are joined on this misadventure by an older couple named Frank and Maxine trying to get to Connecticut as their madcap journey ensues. Our foursome will find plenty of surprises in store. Oh my god, this plot summary is massive. Essentially, they all come to this new understanding of love and how to go about having a truly merry Christmas. It doesn't say if she ends up with the bartender. This is all we want to know. Son of a bitch, I'm going to have to watch this movie now. Now we're, now we're going to watch no, it. No, I'm gonna, all right, Mom, tuned. if you are listening, please record this for when I come home. This is. <laughs> I don't even have the time to read all of this. We'll watch the movie and we'll come back with our with our actual answers. But I predict she also falls in love with the bartender. Look at that. Look at that photo of him. Is that the bartender, though? That's the bartender. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Definitely falls in love with the bartender. He's also hot. Like, why? how How could you not? All the men in these Hallmark Christmas movies are hot. Again, They're unrealistic expectations. Like... Of men and of women. They're always got to be the picture perfect. And with that being said, coming in at number eight, another picture perfect couple... From 2013, The Christmas Ornament. Christmas movies love a dead spouse. Wow, that's a strong way to start a synopsis. But okay. Uh, But this one delicately handles one widow torn between the memory of her late husband and the spark she feels with a hunky Christmas tree salesman. It's the usual story, but with just a touch of more pathos. Okay. (laughs) Interesting. Little bit of a different twist with the dead husband. I've I've seen I've seen this kind of plot before. I've seen that though. That type of plot's a classic rom com plot. They can't get over their spouse that passed away. Understandable, but usually when I see the ones when they have a spouse pass away, it's like six months, and then all of a sudden they jump into a new relationship, and I'm like, wait a minute, what? And I have questions. But Christmas is a magical time, and with the Christmas ornament, she magically falls in love with someone else. Oh my god! It's great. It's great. Coming in at number seven, The Christmas Connection from 2017. Squarely sentimental in all the right ways, this one lacks some of the punch and originality of others on this list. Flight attendant Cindy, played by Brooke Burns, returns a package that a young traveler left on a flight. Of course, Cindy spends Christmas at the young girl's house and, of course, falls in love with the girl's dad. And, of course, they they live happily ever after. Still, the acting and the sincerity of this production puts a shining star on top of this somewhat square tree. Damn classic. I knew it. I knew she was going to fall in love with somebody. Mm-hmm. That was a little bit of a better twist into how she falls in love with him. Of like, it's the girl's present. Like, she has to deliver the present. Mm-hmm. Then she meets the girl, stays with the girl, meets the dad. It's a whole thing. 
It's a whole thing, but another picture-perfect couple. Everything just, like, perfectly aligned. The fashion, the hair. Her Mm. eyebrows look really good. I always look at, like, the makeup they do and what they choose for it because it's always interesting of how they portray somebody. Mm -hmm. But another unrealistic expectation of just how this somehow happened by fate. That's not how any of this works. No. Nope. Moving right along. Number six, (coughs) Christmas at the Cartwrights from 2014. Shakespeare was a full of gender swapping, so why shouldn't there be a Christmas movie with it, too? The only job Nikki, played by Alicia Witt, can get during the holidays is playing Santa at the Cartwright's department store, but no one can find out that she's more of a Mrs. Claus. A surprisingly agile take on gender hides beneath Nikki's prodigious belly. So there's Nikki there, and naturally this is her family, and I really enjoy that there's actually a female playing Santa. That's a little bit of a twist. This is interesting. Interesting. I'm actually more intrigued now. Me too. Because now I need to see how this plays out. Also, no, nobody like fell in love. So, like, no. Interesting, Hallmark. Ah, normally they're all about love. And they make me want to vomit because of that. Because like, wh- why would I want to watch a sappy love story at Christmas? It makes me sad. Why? I'm lonely. <laughs> Sabrina. Put it out there. Put it out there. Sabrina, are you okay? Do you need a hug? I might, honestly. I'll give you one later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in at number five. Ah, guess who's back on the list? Candace Cameron Burr with Let It Snow from 2013. Uh, Stephanie, played by Candace Cameron Burr, has never seen snow, hates Christmas, and wants to shut down the Snow Valley Lodge to impress her stuffy father and boss, played by Alan Thick. Did not see that coming, but oh okay. God. So a Christmas tree lighting, some fun on the slopes, a little cuddling on a toboggan with Brady. Who's Brady? Where did Brady come into this? And one telling off of her father later, and she has a whole different view of the world. This one is fun and sweet, just with enough bitterness that won't have you choking on your gingerbread. That sounds like a movie for you. Me? Yeah, it's not It's not too sappy. That sounds really sappy. It's so predictable. Of course, the person that always hates everything ends up loving whatever it is in the end. That's how it always happens. That sounds sappy as hell. Because she's going to go in hating everything, and then she's going to do it, and then she's going to love it and enjoy it that's not fun to watch i don't want to see her enjoying herself (laughs) that's dark i'm a dark person hallmark movies just they really i don't agree with them half the time because i I understand the the genre that they're playing to i understand the audience that is watching them because they're expecting to see this whole magical type of thing but it's like not very again not realistic it's it makes people think that this can happen in real life and then they get super let down when the season passes and it doesn't even happen so then you have people who are are having these unrealistic expectations for love for romance for relationships um you know for all this i mean this is also the season where people get engaged Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's I, all over my Instagram. All over. I know like three people who just got engaged and I'm just like, "Wait, what? What's happening?" Like, "Congratulations." But it's always this time of year. And it's you you never fail to see at least two or three of them. But I feel like the movies make these huge expectations of what like a proposal should be. Mm. Look at the movie The Proposal. The Proposal itself. I've actually never seen that movie. <gasps> what? Um I feel like I haven't seen a lot of movies, and mm. um, I don't know why, because my parents are, like, movie people. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I've never seen the proposal, so... Well, damn, there goes that point. 
Sorry, dude. Moving right along. Oh, I love these type of ones. Netflix has some good ones like these. But coming in at number four, A Royal Christmas from 2014. Oh, these ones are always good because it reminds me a little bit of Princess Diaries and like that whole love story and The Christmas Prince, the one on Netflix. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. Oh, so I know. Sappy. I so this one combined one part in Princess Diaries, one part Christmas, and you have this infection hall infectious holiday blend where Emily, played by Lacey Chabert, oh look, coming in hot again, a seamstress finds out that her boyfriend is a prince. Classic. I don't. My boyfriend's not a prince. I would love to find out if he is. Let me know. Would love to know, because that's like the ultimate <laughs> surprise. Could you imagine Scott being a prince? No, honestly, no. <laughs> Love the kid, but, like, no. <laughs> so she goes home for Christmas and has a hard time convincing this queen, played by Jane Seymour, who's always meant to be a queen, That's right, uh, that she's right for her son. And, yeah, it's a total ripoff, but do you really care? Wow, interesting synopsis for this. I, I love, like, these type of reviews for them. But this is the classic one of, like, oh, now I'm a princess. I'm going to fall in love with the prince and live happily ever after. Classic fairy tale. This is wild. Mm-hmm. Coming in, number three, Meet the Santas. Meet the Santas. It's like Meet the Parents, but Meet the Santas uh, from 2005. Wow, that's an old one. Look at the outfits there, too. Ooh, that little boy's, like, little suit. He looks like a Christmas tree. This must be pretty good if this is on, like, the top ten and it's from 2005. I know. Because most of these other movies are, like, from, like, less than five years ago. Oh, yeah. So here we have even Santa has to get married, right? That's the idea when Nick Claus gets ready to tie the knot with Beth. But first, he has to impress the in-laws and keep them from finding out what he really does. Silly, delightful, and just the right amount of corny. This is one of the channel's best. You know what? I might watch this. I might actually watch this one. I might. I here might I am hating on them, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to watch them. I still got to watch the Christmas detour. I need to find out if she falls in love I with know. the bartender. Our Still listeners going back need on to that. know. If any of you know if, or have seen the Christmas detour, please let us know if they fell in love with the bartender. Because I need to know there's a little bit of spiciness. <laughs> coming in at number two, we're coming up here. Oh, I know that actor. Um, <laughs> this one's called The Christmas Train from 2017. This is like the murder on the Orient Express, except there's no death. And the only crime committed is everyone having a Merry Christmas. What? God damn it. Journalist Tom Langdon, played by Dermot Mul- I can never pronounce his last name, Mulroney, that was awful, promised his dead father that he'd take a cross-country train, or journey by train, wow, I can't read, and write about the excursion. On board, he reconnects with his former girlfriend and co-worker Eleanor, played by Kimberly Williams Paisley. Hallmark Channel really broke into the bank with the retro train set and a cast that also includes Joan Cusack, wow, okay, and Danny, Glo- Danny Glover as fellow travelers. This is the formula working at its very best. Probably. Probably. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. And coming in at number one, the top Hallmark Christmas movie of the year is The North Pole from 2014. All right. Let's hear it. Okay. This one sounds really dumb, but that's what the part of it that makes it so amazing. The North Pole is running out of magic energy, so contagiously optimistic elf Clementine played by Bailey Madison, returns to a small town to convince the people they need to uncancel their annual Christmas tree lighting ceremony to help boost the power. She gets the help of a young boy whose mother, played by Tiffany Thiessen, is busy trying to make it as a reporter and falling in love with his teacher, Josh Hopkins. Classic. 
Really, this is so much goofy fun. There's no way you'll make it to the end without a smile. And look how happy those kids are. Classic that it happens in the North Pole. Let, let's break this down. Let's break this down. So the reasons it's probably number one, obviously because it happens in the, in the North Pole. And it has to do with Santa and Mrs. Claus. Yeah. Probably some elves involved as well. There's definitely probably some elves involved. And there's, you know, it's like one of those like classic things of like saving Christmas. Yeah. You know, like look, think of it like Elf when they had to save Christmas. That whole plot line of let's save Christmas and make it magical. Yeah. And happy. They kind of did, um, they kind of did a similar, well, not super similar, but in Santa Claus 2, where he has to get married, he has to find a Mrs. Claus. Well, he has to, like, go back to normal people life, yep. and he only has so much magic left. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's yeah. the classic one of, like, oop, let me uh, come in and swoop in and save Christmas. Um, we have two honorable mentions here that we're going to get to because they're two that I've seen, and I really enjoy them myself. Uh, number 29 on the list, Switched for Christmas, also with Candace Cameron Burr. Yes. <sighs> It's amazing. Uh, in this grown-up version of The Parent Trap, Burr plays twins, Kate and Chris, who decide they're going to switch places to plan each other's holiday events. They initially promise no romance, but of course, they each fall in love with a dude, and then they have to explain the whole switcheroo. Yes, all these movies are cheesy, but this one is a little tired, for even for the genre. It is. It's kind of like... Wait, do, do they know that they're related? Like, do people already know that they're twins, or... Um, yes and no. Yes and no. What do you mean? Like, their family knows, obviously. But anybody that they meet, like, don't know. Like, they literally, like, switch homes, switch lives. And because they're twins, they can play each other. So, like, some of their friends didn't know they were twins. Like, it's just a whole thing. Oh, man. I wish I had a twin just so I could, like, do this crap. That would be amazing. Could you imagine? Could you imagine two of me? That'd be a mess. Mm, I don't know what we do, man. It would be a lot. And then the other honorable mention we have is the most wonderful time of the year. Because guess who plays in it? Fonzie from Happy Days. <laughs> I just love it because I, it's it's Fonzie, man. No one is cool as the Fonz. Even when Henry Winkler plays crazy Uncle Ralph, who brings a stranger to his niece's house so she can fall in love with him and he can make her love Christmas again. Yeah, this one's a little creepy. That's that, the whole review of it. With the yeah, this is a little creepy. That sounds kind of creepy. Like, could you imagine if your dad brought somebody for you to fall in love with at Christmas? Tell me what that would be like. That's that's weird. Just like thinking about my dad. Um, that like, no bringing someone home for you. I'd be a little bit scared about who he would pick. Honestly, <laughs> it would be an interesting bit. choice. <laughs> Mister Glenn, if you're out there, you should bring someone home for Sabrina Please to fall don't. in love with. Please don't. <laughs> that would be a Christmas to remember, man. But it's like, so a lot of these have the same exact theme in them of there is something wrong with Christmas. They have to fix it or save it somehow. And it's generally involving love or a marriage or a family love of some sort. And it makes it not realistic. Like around the holidays for me, like, yeah, I'm around my family and yeah, I love them. And, and it's like that, but it's not anywhere like this i don't know anybody who's ever had a christmas like this where it's just so magical 
Well, I also grew up in Florida, so there was no snow, so we never had that. Oh, see, like, we've we've had snowy Christmases, obviously, because Ohio, but... Uh, no, I've never had, like, something super magical mm-hmm. like this. Nope. So. No, but it makes everybody expect all these crazy things in relationships now that this is the time of year everybody goes out and goes all big for stuff. I mean, hell, my boyfriend and I said no sappy stuff, no any of this because it's not – we shouldn't We shouldn't put it at, for a specific time of year. You know, you shouldn't want to do that type of thing during just Christmas and, and make it this huge romantic holiday all of a sudden. We already have a romantic holiday, and I hate that romantic holiday. I don't need any more in my life. <laughs> it's a lot. It forces you to do things that you wouldn't do otherwise anywhere else during the year, and that's not, like, right. You should want to do that stuff for somebody just because you care, yeah. not because they lost the Christmas magic. You know, what are your thoughts? I don't know. I mean, I'm like really big into Christmas. I know. It's not so, that I'm not in, big into Christmas either. I love doing all this stuff. Even when I was like dating somebody before, I don't know, I would I would usually go all out. Oh, don't get me wrong. I want to do like the cute ice skating during the winter thing because I never had that, you know? In Florida, we had like sandmen instead of snowmen. <laughs> but it's like, you know, the whole it's more the emotional aspect I'm talking about, not like what you do during the winters and stuff like that. That's fine. Like what? What do you? What do you mean? That you know you're supposed to have a life filled with love, and you're supposed to meet the love of your life. And these movies set up that you meet the love of your life during Christmas and during the holiday season. And if you don't have somebody in the holiday season, you're seen as helpless and sad and whatever. And it's like no. I have spent most of my holidays without a significant other, and I was fine. I was happy. I didn't need no man. Yeah. I still don't need one, but I like to have one. It's a different story. (laughs) It's a different story. But it makes it seem like, you know, the one with the Fonz in it, okay? Why is he bringing somebody home for for his daughter to all of a sudden like Christmas again and be happy? Why is there this expectation that we have to be happy and fulfilled when we have a man or a woman in our lives or a significant other in our life. I mean, okay, so also, too, we haven't seen the movie. There could be more going on in the movie. Regardless, though, regardless, it's the overall theme of people are not happy unless they are with somebody, especially during Christmas, during Thanksgiving, during New Year's, this whole holiday season. Yeah. When did we get with this whole idea that we have to be with somebody to be happy? Honestly, I have no idea. And I really hate it because it's, you know, it it jades us from what romance really is. You know, like, what would you define romance as at this point? Oh, my God. I mean, I just made a face. I honestly. I I don't know. I mean. I would I'd probably classify romance as like all the all like the sappy stuff. Example. Like. Showing up with roses or mm. like, um, oh, doing like the rose petals on the bed thing oh, or like. So sappy. Oh. I know what you mean though, but there's like, there's this expectation in your head. It's of like what you would expect essentially, you know? Yeah. But it's, it's usually because of, of somebody else, you know? Yeah. 
And it's because of what we've seen our parents do or what we've seen in movies. Movies have a huge influence into what we think reality is. Yeah, Even movies, though- movies and television shows have, like, really... They've they've messed me up a little bit yeah. with, like, my perception on, you know, getting into relationships and, like, how that dynamic works. Yep. So. Exactly. 110%. And even though we go into into seeing movies and TV shows as, oh, this isn't real life, this isn't a real thing, we still will have those in the back of our mind and our subconscious of, like, what we want because that's what we see. That's yeah. what's influenced our decisions to... Be with a certain somebody or expect something from them in a sense, you know? Yeah. And it's messed up. We shouldn't. We shouldn't let it influence us. But we do. And movies like this, they, they, they're they happy. And, and I love that people love them. But I don't like the precedent they set. I get that. I can I can definitely get that. You know? You don't need to have somebody in your life to feel fulfilled or to have a very Merry Christmas, so to speak. Yeah, because, I mean, um, last year when I went home, that was the first Christmas in, like, four years that I'd mm-hmm. been single, and I was fine. Yeah. I saw family. I saw friends when I was home. You like, almost have a little bit more time to yourself. You do. My mom loves it because I spend a lot of time with her now <laughs> when I go home. Yeah. Because um, also, too, for that period of time, the person that I was dating they lived in the same town that I lived in. We just right. went to different colleges. Right. So whenever we were home for like break or whatever, we were always like seeing each other. And my mom would get a little bit jealous because she naturally you're home. You should be with your family. Yeah. You know? Well, now, well, mom, I'm all yours when I'm home. <laughs> like, I'm a little scared this year going home for Christmas. Me? Uh, no, I, oh. am. I oh. am. This is the first year I'm actually spending Christmas with a significant other and bringing him home. He's going to meet the whole family. Yo, I'm so excited. I'm going like, to stay gonna by be the a, phone. It's going to be a time. Scott, if you're listening. What I would give to be ready. a fly on the wall. Man. Just to go. Just to see it. I'm already overwhelmed by it. So it'll be an interesting time. It's the first one that I've, I've spent most Christmases single and, and by myself. And that's fine. Um, which, oddly enough... Uh, this leads us into this article that I found. It is technically breakup season, according to a recent study and to data. Oh, hell yeah. People break up before Christmas because they don't want to get each other Christmas gifts. This is like a not, thing. Not even just that. So the most popular day of the year to break up with someone is apparently December 11th. I had no idea. Did Did not know this at all. So... A lot of people were pulling data from different social media aspects, and they re- they recognized spikes in breakups. Uh, two of the biggest days, obviously right before Valentine's Day, and then weeks leading up to the holidays. It makes sense because if you don't want to do the whole Valentine's Day romantic aspect with somebody, it's like that. Uh, or if you don't want to do the Christmas presents like you mentioned, people break up with each other before then. It's, it's insane. Because also, too, getting Christmas presents for each other. Mm-hmm. That establishes, okay, there is something big here. Right. And we are the generation of people who don't like commitment. Oh, my God. Um, we fear commitment. So we fucking fear getting it. Christmas presents for somebody, like, that's a big deal. And that's like, uh-uh, like, goodbye. <laughs> done? You're just done. done. Absolutely I mean, I've, no. I've never done that. And that hasn't happened to me 
It's yet. never happened to me, uh, like, specifically during this time of year. I just find it really funny that specifically December 11th is the most popular day of the year to break up with somebody. December 11th. I thought it was cuffing season. I thought that was a thing. So, we've talked about cuffing season before. Here's what I've realized. But I've always thought it was something with the holidays. I got I got cuffing season wrong. So, it kind of ah. so starts after Christmas. So like right around New Year's. Interesting. And it's then, cold and you want someone to cuddle with. Yeah, and literally just for a month and then you break up before a Valentine's month? Day. That's how long it is? I think so. Maybe there, What? There could be there could be like a lengthening of the boundaries here, but um That's insane. I don't keep up with the times, so like I would I've never also notice. never participated in cuffing season. So I don't, I don't really know. I don't know if I have. I don't think so. Or maybe if I did, I just didn't realize it at the time. I don't know. I, I don't know. If anybody out there wants to participate in cuffing season with me, let me know. <laughs> Sabrina's taking applications. <laughs> I'm taking applications. Needs to be into fitness and tacos and also like cats. Accurate. Yeah. Accurate, That right? was really accurate. Damn, I know. I could be Also, they have to be accepting of me with my dance moves. Yeah, you have some interesting ones. I I love I love you to dance. You know how to get down. I can actually like dance dance though, but my favorite kind of dancing is idiotic dancing, which oh, I do often. Like if if you see me like dancing, like either like I'm at work oh, or like I maybe I'm like break it down eating. At work. Like stuff I, makes like, me laugh. It's because I'm in a good mood, so I you love you want to see me dance. You, you love, love to see, your see dancing. it. You love to see it. <laughs> Stealing my phrases out here. Anyways. Anyways, I figured we'd wrap this episode up with another holiday question of the week. So, Sabrina, what was the weirdest thing you ever asked for Christmas from Santa? This is a really good question. Yeah. Because I'm sure I asked for something really, really weird when I was a kid. I bet you any money, okay? Do you remember, like, any weird gifts you got when you were a kid? No, but I have a feeling, and my, my, my mom will probably let me know if this is true. So I had this thing where, okay, so my name is Sabrina. Really? And growing my up. Na- okay. Hi, Sabrina. Stop. Nice I'm to meet you. I'm explaining the story. So my name is Sabrina, and growing up, it was often that I was, you know, um, associated with Sabrina the Teenage Witch. So I thought that because my name was Sabrina... That I should have magical powers, and I thought magical powers would fix like everything. Really? So whenever oh, this I, is good. Whenever I'd lose a tooth, stop. I would write a letter to the tooth fairy, mm. and I would ask for magical powers, not money. I didn't want money. I wanted. Oh magical my powers. god! You wanted magical yes. powers? Yes. And this letter exists. My mom found it. I've you read. You probably it. asked for it for Christmas at one point. I probably asked for it for Christmas at one point. Uh, my mom would always like write back as like the tooth fairy and say, "Hey, I stop. can't give you magic powers." But here's like a dollar uh, <laughs> as a consolation. My here's a dollar. My dad really wanted my my dad always jokes that he wanted to write back the tooth fairy isn't real <laughs> and just like crush my dreams. That's right awful. <laughs> it's okay. Was he, he the one that told you Santa wasn't real? No, I actually found out Santa wasn't real when I found out the tooth fairy wasn't real. At the same time, I put like two and two together. How did you find out the tooth fairy wasn't real? So this is going to sound gross. Go for it. But one day I was looking at my mom's jewelry box and I found teeth in my mom's jewelry box. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess she just My like, mom still has my baby teeth. Yeah. So like th- this this is kind of weird. I don't. 
I don't know how I feel about our moms keeping her. I don't know teeth. how I feel about it either. I don't. I don't. Are. I don't know if my mom like still has my teeth, but um. No, my mom definitely still has it. Oh my god. Um, but she yeah, has a box. no, I found I found the teeth and I was like, mom, what is this? And then she and then like I kind of started to figure out. And she kind of told me, and then I was like, wait, does that mean Santa isn't real? Oh and, no. Like, did World you cry? Shattered. Uh, no, I was a little bit bummed though. Does your mom make you still like believe in Santa? <laughs> no. My mom does this thing where she always says, "If you believe, you'll receive." And she, when she goes all out for Christmas, we still have gifts from quote unquote Santa. Like our stockings every year are from Santa. Oh and God. so if we if we tell her we don't believe in Santa, we don't get a stocking. And there was one year I told her like, "Mom, I know Santa's not real," and I didn't get a stocking that year. And I was like, Mom, Damn, what the Robin. fuck? She was coming out with all the stuff. So I was like, Mom, what's happening? She, like, put coal in it. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> what is this? My mom loves to do that, though. But the weirdest thing I ever asked for, and it makes sense for me, but anybody else would think it was really weird. Um, I've talked about it on the show before how I was a figure skater back in the day. And there were these tights by Capizio that I was obsessed with. They were so comfortable. They were these over-the-boot tights that, like, hooked underneath, specifically hooked, not Velcroed. But there was a specific color we needed for competition. And I wanted – I can't even remember the serial number, but, like, I was – I think I was only, like, seven or eight years old because I stopped believing in Santa when I was about nine or ten. I, like, put also put two and two together. Um, oh, wow. I think I was, like – I was young. I think I was eight, maybe seven or eight. Yeah, I don't remember the exact age, but I remember it was, like, the fifth, sixth grade. I was just like, wait, what? I was very, like, not all too, all there when I was a child. <laughs> just, I had, a, I had a weird childhood. But anyways, I wrote on this list to Santa. Like, we wrote in letters to Santa, and I wrote the specific serial number of the tights down because I really wanted these tights. And I got a letter back from Santa that was like, that was a super specific number for tights. And was like, we'll see what we can do about that. And I got like three pairs of tights with that. That was from the specific like serial number. <laughs> well, Santa came through. Yo, Santa came through and it was great. It was everything. And I was a happy kid and competed. And I actually used those tights and I didn't win. I think I got like fifth place or something. Oh. Damn. I know. I was mad. I was like, these are not magical tights. I also had like the thing of like Santa is magic or whatever. And so as a kid, I thought those gifts would give me magic or like good luck or something. I'm, I was very superstitious. I'm still superstitious. So I thought these tights, if I told Santa the specific tights that I wanted, they would somehow make me win. And I took fifth. Damn. And you still believed. Yeah, I know. I know. I was a weird child. I don't know why I believed in it for so long because most people find out when they're like really, really young, but it is what it is. So on that note, guys, this wraps up episode 29, 29 of the holiday specials. And we're going to close it out with a little something special than our normal outro music because it's the, the holidays. It's the holidays. And we're about a week away from Christmas by the time this episode comes out, about six days because it'll come out Wednesday. Oh, God. Okay. So it's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. So we thought we'd close this one out with a little with a little Feliz Navidad just because we could. So guys, thanks for tuning in to episode 29. Once again, my name's Alyssa. I'm Sabrina. And thanks for keeping it together with us this week. And I'm just going to dance it out because I love this song. Bye. Feliz Navidad.